Sarah, welcome to our show today. I thank you very much, Crystal. I'm not sure I'm glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> We're not done yet. We just started, okay? So if you really want to get a chance to promote your books, you're going to have to give me a little dirt first. Okay, depends on the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, let's start off with uh, your background. I mean, everybody knows your stories, your wonderful uh, um, storybooks uh, for children, Ch you know, Tale of Chester Choi, Tale of Ronda Rabbit, and all those other ones, and your new one, Pinying Panda. But what's your story, Sarah? Let's hear your background. Well, um, <laughs> okay, I've been writing for as long as I can remember. I always wanted to be a writer. But my parents told me to do something sensible first, and so oh, I became a just lawyer. just like the Chinese parents. Yes, just like Chinese <laughs> parents. Identical. And um, <laughs> so I was a lawyer for many years, and, and that was rewarding in many ways, but also very stressful and very busy. And in many ways, lawyers are – I mean, all my friends were never lawyers. My, my friends were always non-lawyers. I should have been listening to myself, mm. really, um, because it's not a very creative field. No. Um, I, 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 I am creative. I love – you know, I, I love that whole world of the imagination. And if you've got a, a sort of fertile imagination, law is not probably the no. best place to be. Um, but they were, they were nice people, but I tended to make a lot of friends outside that and do a lot outside that. And then finally, when I came to Hong Kong, I got my big break. It was fantastic because I um, stopped work and I became a mum. And I started being creative again and doing all these creative things and started writing again. And I just felt so much in touch with that creative side of myself. Okay. It was wonderful. And, and that's when I started doing my writing in Hong Kong. I know. And if you were listening earlier to our show, we had this wonderful, sweet Olivia who was talking about the importance of play. Yeah. And she's a play sure. therapist. Yeah. And she's saying that the parents, it's the yeah. problem a lot of times is the parents mm. don't know how to play with their children. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. what is it with parents mm. that after they become a parent, they lose that spark of imagination and, and and world of fun and silliness, <laughs> and you obviously think, have it. Well, <laughs> so, well, yes, but you see, I, I have a lot of inner child that's very active. Um, I, I think it's very important to keep in touch with that inner child. However, I think most parents are exhausted. I know. I think that's the problem. It's it a is very pure basic thing. being tired, um, and and you know the last thing you actually want to do. But the interesting thing is, is that when you actually relax and you do sort of get down to that play level, it can be extremely relaxing, and it can relieve an awful lot of stress. You've just got to let it happen and believe it's going to happen. Because I can remember myself with my young kids. Once you get down and play with them on that very imaginative mm. level, it's like you go to another place, that's and right. time can pass, and it's absolutely wonderful. And you come out of it feeling very de-stressed. Yes. So it's just a matter of allowing. You to have happen. to allow it. Yeah. And it takes yeah. time. Yeah, it does take time, and you've got to set aside time for yeah. it. You can't just say, um, okay, I've got 10 minutes to play a quick card yeah. game with you, and then I've got to go back. Yeah, no, totally. You can't do that because that stresses the child as well. Yes. You've, you've just got to allow the time. And, and I think we're leading crazy lives these days. Oh, absolutely. Trying to fit too much in and missing the really important things, like, you know, smelling the roses and playing with our children. Absolutely. Yeah. So come back to your childhood now. You have an interesting <laughs> background. You said that you were growing up with peacocks and guinea fowls and pheasants. <laughs> What's that all about? You country bumpkin, well, my you? Parents, uh, my parents adored animals, and my dad adored wilderness. And so we grew up in Tasmania, sort of ah. on, the, on the slopes of Mount Wellington, with acres of forest around us and a stream. And it was, it was magical. I thought it was normal at the time. Mm. And I grew up with all these animals, and I grew up with this incredible garden, and it was, it was, it was magical. And um, got a horrible shock. <laughs> Coming to Hong Kong. Oh, God. Well, let's put it this way. I never thought I'd be living in a high-rise apartment. But that's taught me a lesson, too, because you kind of realize that actually we don't need as much living space as we think. 
We really don't. You can adjust whatever living space you're living in. It's your space in your mind, isn't it? It's the space in your head. It's what you're doing outside. But, um, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, in Australia, you, you know, and I know in the States as well, you have this idea that everyone's entitled to a backyard. Yes. You know, to lots of space around yeah. you. And that's kind of Free like, a, a, you know, a, a, a birthright. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the world probably can't afford that. Mm. anymore, not mm. in big cities. Look at free-range um, chickens. They cost well, so much more than <laughs> the caged ones. Ah, but they taste so much better. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right. Yeah, but that that's something that has made you, isn't it? You're surrounding by nature. Yeah. and Well, I think so. I, th- I think so. Um, yeah, a very, yes, a childhood, I would say, filled with imagination. Because we were a little bit distant from school, we didn't have friends home an awful lot at that time. And so we spent a lot of time, you know, I with my siblings and also just sort of playing and imagining. And that's what kids do yes. when they're on their own. You know, they have a lot of imaginative play. It takes so, time and it takes yeah. a lack of structure. Well, absolutely. And, I mean, I think that's where often I think, parents in Hong Kong get it wrong yep. and that is where they feel that they have a duty to fill their child's every single breathing minute mm-hmm. with an activity. Um, kids need to get bored. They need time to get bored because when you get bored that's when you start dreaming. Something kicks and, in. Huh? Yeah exactly. The, the imagination kicks in basically and you, you can create these alternative worlds. Mm. So it's terribly important and a lot of kids everywhere aren't getting that time anymore. Right. Yeah. And you and your kids growing up in Hong Kong you particularly mm. can see that happening. Yeah. Well I mean I've sort of um, <laughs> I made it a bit of a rule with my kids that we don't do too many extracurricular activities. Oh, lucky You know, then. they have to have time to... Well, I mean, my kids are great readers, which yes. is fantastic. Um, you know, they, they have just downtime at home, a lot of downtime at home, and that's good. They have their activities, but not too many, and I'd, I've always felt very sorry for some of their friends, where it's very hard to get playdate time, because, you know, every afternoon is filled with a different activity. It seems a little crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were saying that again earlier, is that a lot of times parents do that to make themselves feel good, that they're putting themselves into constructive courses yeah. and that parents don't need to make the effort to do anything with them. <laughs> well, yes, I is... mean, it is like an alternative babysitter. But, I mean, I, I think I don't want to be too unkind to mums and dads out there because mm. um, I think most parents are motivated when they put their kids into all these courses. They really want to give their kids every single opportunity they can give them. Sure. And, and, and that's a great motivation and it, it's a, or a great motive, should I say. It's not necessarily, um, you know, it can be mistaken because kids do need time to breathe. And to be kids. Yeah. No matter how old. Well, quite. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm sure you don't stop playing. <laughs> Including we grown-up kids. Well, no. Um, no, I'm, I'm renowned in the home as being a bit of a larrikin, and, um, and my children are often telling me that I'm very childish. <laughs>